Hi, welcome back to Chats with Chaz. Thanks for tuning in. Come for the stories, stay for the puns. <laughs> What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the four steps to make good habits insanely easy and bad ones insanely hard. A little life update from me. Uh, Today is day 43 of 75 hard, so I've been still trucking along with this uh, habit. In case you didn't know, 75 hard is a mental toughness program where, yeah, I do workouts, I have a diet, I drink a gallon of water a day, but it's not just for health. The whole point is to prove to myself that I can mentally overcome obstacles. It's proving to myself that I can be consistent for 75 days every single day. Day 43, I'm over halfway, really feeling pumped about it, and I can't wait to get to day 75. It's been quite the journey. It's really, really fun. Another thing is we are, my wife and I are planning a trip to Jackson Hole, in April for Karen's birthday. So we're excited to go on that trip. We've been traveling a lot since we've gotten married. Anyway, let's dive right into today's podcast episode. You want to learn more about making good habits insanely easy. I'm sure you felt this way before, right? You get into a new habit and you just can't stick with it, right? Or you feel like you you start something like in the new year and then you you drop it and you haven't really done any before and, and you just don't do it anymore. I feel you, and I've learned these four steps from a book that I've read recently called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'm basically telling you a glorified book report about the book Atomic Habits. I think it's super valuable. I will be sharing with you stuff from my own personal life of how I applied atomic habits into my life, why you're failing at your habits, how to see yourself differently, why daily reps actually matter, and then the four steps to making your good habits insanely easy. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. The first thing I want to talk with you is understanding your identity. Whenever you're thinking about making a new habit, we often think about the outcomes, right? I want to weigh 215 pounds. I want to lose a certain amount. I want to go to the gym a certain amount of time. I want to read this amount of books. Those are outcomes. Now, if you imagine like three different layers to your person, people are like onions, right? We've got layers. On the outermost layer, you have the outcomes. When you go one more in, you have processes. That's the way that you do certain things to get the outcomes you're looking for. But then if you go one layer deeper, we're talking about your identity. You have to understand the reason why your habits fail is because you don't believe you are the type of person that does that habit. For example, if you had the habit, if if you say, this year, I want to go to the gym every single day but then you didn't go to the gym before, you don't feel like you really are the type of person that goes to the gym. You don't tell yourself that. In your, I want you to imagine in your mind that you have this this, uh, council of people in your mind and they are voting on the type of person you are. And so if you are the type of person that plays video games all the time, you'll probably tell yourself, I'm a gamer. And the council in your brain will raise their hands and they'll vote, yeah, he is a gamer. You wanna know why? is because there is a multitude of evidence that he is a gamer. He plays games all the time. In fact, he plays it every single day. Now, will they raise their hand and say, he goes to the gym? If you're not in fact going to the gym? No, it's because you don't believe that about yourself. We do habits to change our identity, but we can actually change, we can actually have whole new habits if we start believing we are something else. 
when I read this from the book, I did an exercise where I, I reflected for a while about the things that I was telling myself. And that was my old identity. I learned that I was telling myself phrases like, I don't make money. I don't get the girl. I'm not actually successful. I'm, I'm not built like uh, an ex, a person. I was actually comparing myself to my brother-in-laws, to be honest. I saw them and I thought, they're so successful, they're so outgoing, and I'm never gonna be like that. And so I would compare myself to them and I would tell myself, I'm not built like that kind of person. I'm never gonna go anywhere. I would tell myself, I have a terrible memory. People would tell me their names and I would forget it. And I would just say, oh, I'm so bad at remembering. I'm never gonna remember their names. So I believed it and I never remembered their names. I would tell myself, I don't get results. I simply dream. I'm just a dreamer. I never get anything done. I would tell myself I'm a big baby. I'm not really mature enough to handle pressure situations. And the worst part is, in this search for my identity, I realized that I was telling myself, yeah, I believe I'm a son of God, but I'm always falling short of my potential. How sad is that, right? And so what I did is I changed the way that I saw myself because I want to start seeing different results. I want to have good habits of making lots of money. I want to be a freaking millionaire. And that all starts at your core, your identity. How do you actually see yourself? Because if I really see myself as a person who is attracted to money, then it's very easy for me to have habits that reflect that identity. I'm frugal. I look for opportunities to make more money. I consider myself an entrepreneur. I'm not afraid to take like risks and to go out on ventures and to try new things and to provide value. I believe I attract money. I'm not afraid to do those habits. So I changed my identity. Now I tell myself something new. I'm a person who attracts money. I tell myself I am a lady slayer. And you know what? My wife is proof of that. I freaking love my wife. I am a successful individual. It's just something that I do. I believe that. I believe I am surrounded by success. And I stopped comparing myself to other people. I stopped looking at my brother, brother-in-laws and thinking, oh, they're better than me. You know what? I'm built like a Chaz Gonzalez. I don't compare apples to oranges, but I bet if I were a fruit, I'd be freaking delicious, okay? That's what I think about myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I tell myself, I'm a person who gets results. I'm a person who can handle pressure situations. I am a son of God, and I'm the type of person that achieves my potential. I am the protagonist of my own story. I do become the man of God I've seen in my visions. So the thing I want you to keep in mind now is when you're thinking about making these habits, I need you to take a very serious reflection of what you believe you are to be. If you're telling yourself all these negative things about yourself, I need you to stop it. And now I want you to think in a new way about who you think you really are. Starting new habits is gonna be insanely easy if you believe you are the type of person that can do these things. So we're talking about habits, right? In the, in the book, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the importance of these tiny, tiny habits. Just change your life by 1% at a time. Common mistakes that people face when starting new habits is that they try too hard. They believe that they need to, to do all these drastic things and they get burnt out or they think, oh, it's just so hard to do. When in reality, I want you to do just something slightly different. Another common mistake is that they expect results faster than they can handle and they give up after motivation fades. Yeah, January hit and we're all like, new year, new me. I wanna do this and this and this. Good, 
That motivation is super helpful to get the engine started, but too often that motivation fades and we don't have the commitment to consistently work through the things that we said that we would do. In the book, we talk about a graph. I want you to imagine on the x-axis, you've got time. Over time, you're doing a habit. And on the y-axis, you've got results. And now as time goes on, you think that when you start doing a new habit, you're gonna see results sooner than you actually think. And it's like a straight line. Unfortunately, that's not really how habits work. In fact, it's more of like a hockey puck, kind of a curve, where it's starting out really low on the results end for a long time. And so there's this valley of disappointment where it's not, it's not meeting up to your expectations for a while. But if you practice a small habit daily, consistently over time, it will result in better habits because it is compounding over time. I want you to read this book. It is just so, so good. The thing that I took away was the importance of putting in your daily reps. What I've been doing is I have been consistently doing very, very small habits over time without fail. A while ago, I started learning about Japanese because I really like Asian culture and I wanna learn more about it. And so I downloaded the app Duolingo and I started to learn Japanese. And it's a great app and I highly recommend you use it if you wanna learn a new language. What they do is they gamify learning a new language. They have very, very bite-sized lessons that are super easy to do. You can do them in like 45 seconds. But what happens is they follow a streak that you can do. And as time went on, I did these really easy lessons of Japanese and I got a seven day streak, eight day, nine day, 20 day streak. And the cool thing about streaks is you don't wanna lose your streak. And so I've actually been doing very simple lessons of Japanese and I just passed 100 days of Duolingo Japanese classes. Now, I can't speak the language and it's still really hard, but I have learned most of the characters of katakana and hiragana, the two alphabets of Japanese. I'm getting very, very confident in recognizing their symbols. And it's so cool. I now believe that I am learning Japanese. I tell people I learn Japanese. It's part of my identity. I want you to keep that in mind. Daily habits are super important because it puts in this vote about your identity. Now, we've talked about the importance of daily reps and we've talked about your identity. Now, what are the four steps to making these habits insanely easy? Let's get into it right now. The four stages of a habit are actually part of a looping cycle and they are this. Q, make it obvious. Craving, make it attractive. Response, make it easy. And then four is a reward, make it satisfying. These are the four things that are gonna make your habit super easy to do, almost insanely hard to fail at. Or if you're trying to stop a bad habit, you're gonna make it extremely difficult to do and you're almost never gonna do that habit ever again. I love the learning about these habits and it's changed my life forever. Here are a couple of the takeaways that I got from this book. In the first one, Q, make it obvious. Whenever you're trying to start a habit, I need you to point and speak. Once upon a time in Japan, actually, there was a lot of issues of its incidents with the bullet trains in Japan. And it's because the workers were failing to notice when people were getting on and off the train. So to reduce the incidents, they implemented a point and speak rule. They would point to make sure that the road is clear. And then they would actually say out loud to their coworkers, we are now clear for go. And that reduced the incidents because they were making it visual with their eyes and they were acting it out with their body. 
And in the book, it teaches this is how you can implement it with your own habits. Whenever you wanna start a habit, you need to be very clear about where, when, and how you're going to do that habit. I recently started doing that when I wanted to start working out. Because of 75 hard, I have to do two workouts a day. When on earth am I going to do that? I started laying out my clothes for the next day and I would point at the clothes and I would say, tomorrow at 7 a.m., I am walking for 45 minutes wearing these clothes. I had a time, I had a place, I had an action, and I said it out loud. Making, giving yourself a trigger or a cue will help you to make it extremely obvious to do. If you want to stop a habit, what you wanna do is you want to hide these cues or hide the triggers. You wanna make it invisible, not obvious. James Clear gives an example of stopping to watch TV. If you were to take the uh, TV and you put it in the closet, it is extremely hard to watch TV. It's less accessible to you. You're never triggered by it because you never see it. But unfortunately, American homes are designed so that when you go into the living room, all the furniture is pointed at the TV, right? It makes it insanely easy to watch TV. If you wanna stop a habit, make it invisible. So that's the first step is make it obvious. The second one is to make it attractive. When you're thinking about habits you wanna do, I want you to envision the type of person you want to be. If you do a language learning app like Duolingo, you'll feel like you'll learn another language and you can talk to more people. Envision that you exercise, you'll look better, you'll feel like an athlete, you'll be an athlete. Doesn't that feel good? I like that, it's a very attractive thing to do. If you write music, you'll feel fulfilled and satisfied. That's the thing that I tell myself because I love to write music. When you do these habits, please don't make them grueling. Please don't make them like not fun to do. I want you to enjoy these habits, kind of like in the Duolingo app. They're, they're very fun. There's cute animations and I feel very satisfied when I do them. When you do an activity, I want you to make it very, very attractive. Whenever I want to quit a bad habit, you can do the reverse, make it unattractive. Remember how sick you felt after eating um, the junk food? Remember how short-tempered or, or negative emotions you were feeling after you ate that junk food? Remember that feeling. You won't want to do it again if you remember that. Remember how depressed or low energy you felt after watching too much TV? Remember that. And you're not going to want to do those bad habits. So that's the second one is to make it attractive or if you want to stop a bad habit, make it unattractive. Step three is your response part of your brain. Make it easy. And I was talking about that a little bit before. This step though is a game changer for me. James Clear taught this principle called the two minute rule. Instead of going about doing a 45 minute grueling workout, which you're gonna talk yourself out of anyway, why don't you just do it for just two minutes? Just think about that. Anybody can do it for just two minutes and it's overcoming all the justifications that you tell yourself in your brain. And the important thing about doing it for two minutes is not just about doing the habit. It goes back to your identity. Remember that council in your brain that all votes on the type of person you are? If you are the type of person that goes to the gym, even if it's just for two minutes every day, you'll start to believe you are a gym goer, you're an athlete. There's a story of a guy who did just that. He never stepped foot in a gym and he was very, very scared and he didn't want to, but he followed the two minute rule. He drove every day to the gym. He stayed there just for two minutes. He didn't even have time to do anything. He just showed up and then turned around and left. He did that for a whole week. And he started to tell himself, hey, I go to the gym. It's only for two minutes, but I go. After a week, he said, 
I'm here, I might as well do something. And he got on an elliptical and he tried it out. You can do these habits if you just think about it, doing it only for two minutes. It's very manageable. And as time goes on, you'll believe yourself to be the type of person that does this. And you'll believe in yourself and you'll have more confidence. Make it extremely easy to do. If you want to stop a habit, make it extremely difficult to do. It's the complete reverse. For example, that TV analogy. If you were to hide the TV in the closet, that is extremely difficult to watch TV. You're not going to do it anymore. Another thing that you could do is take the battery out of the remote so you don't do that anymore. The final step is make it satisfying. I love this one. This one's really good. So something interesting happens in your brain. Whenever you fulfill a basic need, your brain releases a chemical called dopamine. Research shows that in your brain, you actually feel that same feeling with anticipation of that thing before you even do it. So what you can do, whenever you think about the results of a good habit, like say you're working out and you feel that dopamine release, oh, I feel so good, I feel worked out, I feel relaxed, and I feel great, you need to get that natural dopamine release from having a satisfied workout. If you think about that, the anticipation of that feeling will still cause a positive feeling about your habit. How fun is that? So what I like to do is I use a habit tracker. It's an app, it's for free. It's called the Habit Tracker. And I use it to track when I drink 128 ounces of water or a gallon. And when I complete it, it does this fun little sound and it feels very, very satisfying to me. And I feel accomplished. I think about that completion all the time. I wanna hit that and it feels good. I also use that for my two workouts a day. I also have another app for 75 hard. When I complete all my critical tasks, it creates an Instagram story for me and I have the opportunity to post it on Instagram. There's something so satisfying about saying I've completed it and I share it with my friends and my friends keep me accountable. And now they ask me about it and say, hey, you're the guy that won't stop bugging my social media about your 75 hard story. You still doing it? I'm like, yes, I'm still doing it. And even my friends keep me accountable. So the last one is to make it satisfying. So that's basically it. I hope you use these rules to do this looping cycle. It never stops, it's always going. Um, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. It's changed my life in wonderful ways and I know it will for you too. Thank you so much for listening for today's episode. I'm gonna be having a lot more content coming out soon, just sharing about the books that I read and the, the principles and habits that I'm learning to improve my life, and I hope it improves your life as well. So I will see you on the next episode. Yeah.